Hello, everyone. Since the inception of Adventures in Good Music, it has been my privilege to bring you an entire week of pre-Christmas programs leading up to the actual holiday. Today is the first of this week of special programs. We usually like to listen to music which is either sung or played and of a spiritual content. And yet, I dare say that there's quite a bit of music which really was not intended for any spiritual purpose and yet has spirituality within its own fiber. That music will be included today in a program entitled The Music of Prayer. Music which is of a prayerful mood. Now, I admit that this is partly, of course, due to your own perception of it. But I think you will find that it fits not only the approaching holidays, but also a mood which is one of serenity any time of the year. And so, let me bring you this first program, which will consist of compositions accentuating that prayerful mood. I think it to be appropriate that we begin with Bach. No one is considered more innately religious among composers than Johann Sebastian Bach. And even in his instrumental compositions that he wrote for worldly purposes, shall I say, there is that innate spirituality of which I speak. Take, for instance, the keyboard concerto in F minor, which has a second movement which describes just exactly what I'm aiming at today. It's entitled Arioso. And as we listen, we will find that here is music which bids us go within ourselves, which is filled with the spirit of serenity. The Arioso, second movement of the keyboard concerto in F minor, which was arranged for orchestra by William Smith, one-time assistant conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra. And the Philadelphia Orchestra is conducted by Eugene Ormandy.
Arioso by Bach, performed by the Philadelphia Orchestra, Eugene Ormandy conducting. I would call this the quintessence of the music of prayer, even though it was not written necessarily for any specific religious occasion, but it is innately prayerful. It is this kind of music that I have in mind for this first Christmas week program. And we need not go much further. We can find this very category of the music of prayer in so many works by the great masters. I'm now thinking of Schubert. As you undoubtedly know, Schubert wrote various pieces which he called impromptus, or also moments musicaux, the plural of a musical moment. And it was Alfred Einstein, the great musicologist, who once said that the impromptus and the moments musicaux represent Schubert's, as he put it, last word as a composer for the piano. For in them, his genius for striking, spontaneous invention reaches its full expression. And then, of course, another way to identify the unique character of these pieces would be to say that they adopt the the confidential tone which best suits the composer. Schubert, by nature, private rather than public. One of my favorites among these is the one in G-flat major, which is Opus 90, number 3. Even though it is, it has a fast accompanying movement, as you will hear, movement in the, in the way in which the notes are written, not necessarily a movement in the usual sense, musical sense of the word, you will find a prayerful quality here as well, especially when you hear it played by one of the great young pianists of our time, Radu Lupu.
That was the beautiful impromptu for piano in G-flat major, opus 90, number 3, by Schubert, performed here by Radu Lupu. This is what I mean by music, a prayer. It has nothing to do with any liturgy, but it has the quality of nobility and the innate quality of entreating, pleading, in a very understated, noble way. There are many pieces like this, and as I said earlier, one could easily put words to it, but it isn't really necessary, and that is the beauty of music for the sake of music. And so, in this special series, which brings us to the Christmas holiday, I wanted to include one of these programs, which I call Music of Prayer. It is a prayerful mood throughout, which we will find in the remaining selections that I have assembled for your listening pleasure. Next, we turn to a symphonic work. Now, once again, many examples come to mind. I would vote any time for the second movement of the Beethoven Fifth, for there, in addition to the quality of prayerfulness, we would also have majesty. We would have nobility, and prayer is nobility. However, I thought we would opt this time for a work which isn't too frequently heard. In fact, I have an old recording here. Namely, the Symphony Number no. 5 by Raph von Williams, the 20th century English master. Here, we don't have just notes. We don't have just prayerful notes. We do have a bit of a thought attached to it, and especially the Romance movement, which we're going to hear, because in the manuscript score of the symphony, not in the published edition, the Romance is prefaced by a quote from Bunyan, and I quote, Upon this place stood a cross, and a little below a sepulchre. And then he said, He hath given me rest by his sorrow, and life by his death. And as we approach the Christmas season, which after all signalizes the birth of Christ, let us listen to this program, which is attached to the music, in other words, the programmatic music in this instance, However, no words. Again, the music of prayer. The Romance Movement of the Symphony Number no. 5 by Vaughan Williams, performed by the London Symphony Orchestra.
Now there's another example of music, purely orchestral music without words, which fits the category of music of prayer. This was the romance movement of the Symphony Number no. 5 by Raph von Wilhelm, filled with simplicity, and yet there is a portion of urgency which we experienced in this work as well. And so I wanted to include it also because it is not too frequently heard a portion of today's pre-Christmas program entitled The Music of Prayer, and here an English contribution. Let me next introduce a composer who has been heard on Adventures in Good Music, but not very often. At least not too much of his compositions have been recorded. He was a contemporary of Beethoven, outlived Beethoven's time for quite some time. He was born in Mannheim in Germany in 1788, and he died in Baden-Baden in 1874. His name, Johann Peter Pixis, P-I-X-I-S. Now, this is quite a musical family. Johann played the piano, his brother Friedrich Wilhelm the violin, just as Leopold Mozart had done before, the Pixis children made concert tours through Europe under supervision of their father, and afterwards Johann studied in Vienna with that great teacher of the time, Albrechtsberger, and in Vienna he became acquainted with Beethoven, with Schubert, with Meyerbeer. Today his name is forgotten. He wrote, among other compositions, a concerto for two instruments and string orchestra, the two instruments being piano and violin, undoubtedly to be performed by Johann Peter Pixis himself, the pianist, and his brother Friedrich Wilhelm, the violinist. But we're going to hear the second movement, which has all the earmarks of a beautiful prayer. We hear this performed by Mary Louise Böhm, who deserves so much credit for recording so much material, not generally heard and her husband, Case Cooper, the violinist, and the Westphalian Symphony Orchestra of Recklinghausen in Germany, Siegfried Landau conducting. This is the second movement of the double concerto, piano, violin, and string orchestra by Pixis.
What beautiful music this is. This is the slow movement of a double concerto, hardly ever performed, by Pixis, P-I-X-I-S, the concerto for violin, piano, and orchestra. And it was performed by Louise Böhm, pianist, Case Cooper, violinist, and the orchestra of Recklinghausen in Germany, conducted by Siegfried Landau. And once again, we have all those qualities which we associate with the kind of serenity to which we strive, for which we strive, which we hope for at this time of year. A part of a program, pre-Christmas program, entitled The Music of Prayer. So many examples to choose from. My final selection for this program entitled The Music of Prayer is a bit more rhapsodic, but then prayer can be rhapsodic, depending on its content, depending on the temperament of the one who prays, and also of the purpose. Here, again, we could choose from all kinds of sources. I decided to bring you the slow movement of a violin concerto. It's a very, very rhapsodic movement indeed, and it fits the occasion of the music of prayer because of its different approach and yet its many-faceted approach at the same time. The Concerto for Violin and Orchestra by Sibelius. And we're going to hear the slow movement, which is subtitled Adagio di Molto, which is an unusual expression in Italian, meaning much slow. In other words, you, you must be careful that it isn't too slow. He could have said mano non tanto, but he didn't. He said di molto. And we hear it performed by Isaac Stern with the Philadelphia Orchestra, Eugene Ormandy conducting.
as the final selection of this one of my series of pre-Christmas programs, you heard the slow movement of the Sibelius Violin Concerto. Adagio di molto, not manontanto. And this was performed by Isaac Stern, the Philadelphia Orchestra, Eugene Ormandy conducting. All of the music today, each one in its own way, giving us the satisfaction and, shall I say, the, the alternative of the difficulties of daily living today, namely to go within ourselves. Collectively, I wanted them to bring you a message of strength, of comfort, and above all, of a meditative spirit during these difficult times, as I add another of my Christmas programs. This one entitled today, The Music of Prayer. <laughs> 